you have a threshold of negativity, a bottom number at which you will no longer be friends with someone. And then you have thresholds on the positive side where you'll be friends. Maybe if uh, it's someone of uh, that you're romantically interested in, that you'll you'll want to be in a relationship with them and so forth. So you have these different thresholds. Clients have these too. There's a threshold at which they will hire somebody. And the real big point about this is it's not enough to not to to avoid being negative to where they will uh, take you and go, no way I'm hiring that person. That's not enough. Being in that middle, under the threshold of, of getting hired, you're still not going to get hired. You have to actually break that threshold and get over the top of the, uh, I would hire this person, and then be on top of that higher than everybody else who also breaks that same threshold. There's a lot of developers who have a lot of opinions about what you need to do this coding thing for a living and be good at it. But I often find that their opinions tend to be better for them than they are for you. And that's part of the reason why I created this podcast. To cut through the crap and give it to you straight. And you won't always like me. You won't always agree with me. But I will tell you the truth. I'm John Morris, and welcome to The John Morris Show. Now let's quit the yakking and get to it. Hey there, John Morris here, johnmorrisonline.com. Welcome back to another episode of The John Morris Show. This one going to get into value theory and how to systematically persuade clients to hire you. Now, before I do that, I got two things for you. So first off, I want to remind you, if you are a regular listener of the show, you can head on over to store.johnmorrisonline.com and enter the coupon code JMO at checkout for 20% off uh, anything over on the store. I'd appreciate if you do that. Obviously, you're going to get the the coding training and career training you're you're going to need, but also helps me to help support me continue to do the show and do what I do here. So I'd appreciate that. Again, that's store.johnmorrisonline.com. Enter the coupon code JMO. In particular, related to this, uh, you you might want to check out the Upwork 101 course over there. So uh, that would be my recommendation. Also. Uh, I'd love to hear from you and and what you're struggling with right now. So if you're listening on YouTube, it's kind of the question of the day. If you want to leave in the comments, you know what's the thing that you're struggling with that right now so I can try and make content and videos to help you get through it and help you down your career path uh, and so forth. So if you're on the audio version, you can just shoot me an email at support at johnmorrisonline.com. All right, so that out of the way then. I want to talk about, again, this value theory and systematically persuading clients. So this is, I think I've talked about this in the past, communications was something that I majored in when I was in college and something I've always been fascinated with and have always kind of just thought about and paid attention to the way that people communicate with each other and just the little nuances and so forth with that. I think that's one of the things that has helped me in terms of when I was a salesperson and then also dealing with clients and just kind of being in this career field and the human side of things, the soft skills and so forth is just being into that and then learning some of the stuff that I learned in college. So I spent like a whole year basically going through a book that was just 
It was just communication theories. And there's all sorts of different ones that are out there. And I'm calling this one value theory, but that's not the name of it. I can't for the life of me remember the name of it. This It always stuck with me, but I couldn't, I can't, couldn't remember the name of it and trying to look it up on, online I just I'm nowhere in the ballpark so it gets a little bit difficult but I can describe this pretty thoroughly for you so what I want to do is I want to describe the theory for you and then I want to get into how you can use this in a systematic fashion uh, and I think if you 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 look around you and you pay attention to just some of how you think um you'll notice that this really does tend to kind of crop up in the way that we interact with other people. And so, again, just how to systematically use it to persuade clients to hire you. So the idea of the theory is actually pretty simple. And the idea of the theory is that anyone that we interact with, that we come across with, we tend to place a, uh, it, it's not explicit, but you could, in a theoretical sense, you could sort of find a uh, an explicit number if you really wanted to like dig in and figure out all, it all. But we uh, we kind of implicitly assign a, a value number to the people that we interact with. So when we meet someone and if we like their personality and they seem like a nice person and we have a good conversation with them, all of those things are like little plus ones. And so the more we interact with someone and the more we have positive experiences, the more those pluses kind of start to add up. And then any sort of negative experiences that we might have with them, those are like little minuses. And so over time, we develop a sort of kind of overall score that we assign to that person. And so we may, and it's it's all affected by how well we know them and the more the information that we receive and the more we interact, the more uh, accurate that score becomes. And so if we meet someone, let's say for you guys out there, you, you first meet a, a, a woman out there and maybe, you know, for whatever reason, you, you, you say that she's a, a plus 11 or whatever when you first meet her. But then you start to interact with her and maybe... You know, maybe she seems like she's not very nice and uh, there's a, you have some negative experience with her. So you may have subtractions and slowly that 11 can turn into like a 7 or a 6. And then maybe with time you start to realize, you know, that those things weren't like those weren't her fault. And there was this part and she has this part of her personality, but there's this other thing. And so then you start to add some pluses back and maybe you get to a plus 9. And then with time, that number is going to fluctuate. But it's always going to kind of get more accurate with time because you have more information with which you can kind of sort of make that uh, that assessment. And so what we do in our lives is all of the people kind of have these scores that, that we've assigned to them. And we tend to be attracted to and want to be around more the people that have the more positive scores. Now, there is some... There is some nuance into that because I know the first thing that people say will be like, well, you see these scenarios where you, these 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 people stick with people that are just completely uh, terrible for them. And in those situations, oftentimes what you have is there's something about that person that gives them a really high off the chart plus, and then they also have really high off the chart uh, minuses. And so <laughs> you end up with a score that's maybe around zero or one or two 
but there's this really big plus side and we can kind of tend to brush aside the negatives and justify the negatives to to be to to because we like the positives and so so there's some nuance to all of this but the basic idea as a way of thinking and a way of of analyzing your interactions is that generally speaking we're going to assess people in this way again implicitly it's not like you walk around knowing oh that's uh, that person's a seven that one's a five that one's an 11 but you have a general sense of the people that that you like to be around and the people you don't like to be around and that that sense that you have is a culmination of the experiences you've had with them and whether they've been positive or negative so that's the general theory and it's it's pretty i mean that's pretty straightforward but we can start to apply this to how we think about clients and the decision making making process that they're going through because when they are evaluating potential developers or freelancers for them to hire, and let's just take the scenario of, say, that you're on a freelance site like Upwork or whatever. It's very direct in the sense that there may be 30 different developers that have bidded on their project, and they got to go through and figure out which one they're going to hire. And so they are quite directly engaged in this process of pluses and minuses. What are things about this one? that I like, what are things about this one that I don't like. And it's not necessarily like they're writing these things down, but it's in this implicit sort of feel. And there are factors that that feel is based on. And so if we know what those factors are, and we know what we need to do for those to be pluses, and how we can make them plus ones, and then plus twos, and then plus threes, and then plus fours, then we start to have a very strategic plan, kind of a step-by-step process for how we can go making ourselves be a plus 30. And so when they look at our profile, when they read through our stuff, it's just every box starts to get checked and we start to become more of a plus, more of a plus, more of a plus to the point they they uh, decide they're going to hire us. And so there's the, essentially this threshold, and this is true of of relationships and so forth. You have a threshold of negativity, essentially, uh, a, a bottom number at which you will no longer be friends with someone. And then you have thresholds on the positive side where you'll be friends. Maybe if uh, it's someone of uh, that you're romantically interested in, that you'll you'll want to be in a relationship with them and so forth. So you have these different thresholds. Clients have these too. There's a threshold at which they will hire somebody. And the real big point about this is it's not enough to not to to avoid being negative to where they will uh, take you and go, no way I'm hiring that person. That's not enough. Being in that middle, under the threshold of, of getting hired, you're still not going to get hired. You have to actually break that threshold and get over the top of the, uh, I would hire this person, and then be on top of that, higher than everybody else who also breaks that same threshold. So again, you want to to to... Know what these factors are and then how we can go about putting them all in our favor so we get as high of score as we can when clients are evaluating us. So here's I've 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 written down the seven of these that I think are the most important. Now, human relationships are very complex and interpersonal interactions and the way we I mean it's a super complex. So there could be literally hundreds of these. But I think these are the seven most important ones. And when you can nail these, I think you will be able to get over the threshold and really be able to compete for being the top 
um, the top valued freelancer in in their mind. So the first, I call these plus principles. So the first plus principle is experience. And again, clients value someone. It's not just credibility and, and proof that you know what you're doing, but experience also kind of tends to come with this aura of, say, wisdom. So when it's not only can you do the thing that they that they uh, need you to do, but it's also can you deal with situations and scenarios that they don't anticipate? If something happens or if something goes wrong, can, do you have the experience to deal with that sort of thing? So uh, experience is a very important uh, plus principle or factor in how they evaluate you. And so saying things like I've been a developer for 12 years or describing the different range of sort of projects you've worked on, or maybe if you're specializing in something, which I recommend, uh, you know, how, how long you've done that specialty, how many projects you've worked on, anything that speaks to your experience is going to be a positive for them. And the more of it you have, the more that plus is going to move up from a plus one to a plus two to a plus three to a plus four and so on. If you look at some of the top developers on Upwork, one of the very consistent things that you will see across all of them is they have very extensive experience. They've been either been doing it a long time, they've worked on a lot of projects, they've worked in a number of different areas, or they've done one thing a really long time and on a lot of different, again, projects and so forth. So Experience can be something that can really make you huge. That can become a big positive in, in your corner. Next is social proof. So I kind of break these down into two things, kind of client testimonials or what other people sort of say about you, which is reputation. And then the the if you've worked with any big name clients, that's another sort of social proof thing. So I think the testimonial and the reputation part of it is fairly obvious if people are saying nice things about you, then that's going to work in your favor. But also the big name client things, uh, the conversation that that generates in a potential client is, wow, if so-and-so would hire this guy or this gal, then man, I, I definitely will. And that can work wonders for you. That was one of the things I, I learned when I worked with Michael Hyatt. I got a lot of work simply for the fact that people said, Hey, if Michael, I literally had people that would email me and say, Hey, if Michael Hyatt will hire you or work with you or whatever, then I will too. So I learned a, a lot from that experience. So again, testimonials, big name clients, the more of them you have, the more well-known the clients are, all that sort of thing, the more of that's going to be a plus for you. The next one is your tr uh, track record. So experience is one thing, but if your experience is junk, Right? If you've been terrible, then that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Uh, client testimonials and working with big-name clients. Again, you could have worked with big-name clients but done a terrible job for it, for them. Uh, testimonials, you know, it could be it could be friends or, you know, people don't always believe those 100%. So track record actually showing, you know, not only have I worked on a bunch of projects, but here is my track record of what I've delivered and so forth, being able to show that at, uh your, your performance rate is important. That is why one of the big things on a site like Upwork is job history because it actually shows your track record. And then they have things like job success score and their top rated badge and all those sorts of things uh, are really, really important. So the more you can talk about your track record and actually show specifically 
what you worked on and what your performance was. Like I, I did this project. I quoted four months. I got it done in, or I quoted four weeks. I got it done in two weeks. And you know, the, the client said this about it and you tie those, those things together. Then the more that's going to be pluses in your favor. The next one is relevance. So this is one that I think a lot of people often overlook. It's one I harp on a, a ton and it's why I constantly recommend specializing but relevance is definitely a a plus principle because a lot of people will look at will look at you and go yeah you know you might be a good web designer web developer whatever but have you worked with this specific software or, or can you build this specific thing and if that's not in your 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 track record or your job history or or part of your testimonials and so forth and they can start to wonder you might be a great developer but can you build the thing that that I you know, want to build. It's kind of the whole idea of you could be a doctor, but are you a dentist? Can you fix my teeth? Because a, a general doctor just isn't going to know necessarily about that sort of thing. So relevance is really, really important. The closer the match between exactly what they want done and what you specialize in and what you say you do specifically, the more that's going to be a plus in your favor. And in fact, I would say that if you get a really tight match there, oftentimes that can be enough of a plus for you to break over the threshold and outcompete uh, other developers. So relevance is really, really important. Next one is talent slash skill. So I think again, fairly obvious. How good are you? Can you, you know, what does your end results look like? Uh, are they visually appealing? Are they sound? Do you know, etc. So. A portfolio goes a really long way in this, and that's why I always say recommend. It's really important that you make your your portfolio visually appealing no matter what you do because that's just one of the things these days. People are just going to judge a book by its cover. No matter how much we say not to, people do it. So uh, showing off your talent, your skill, what you're capable of. Again, I've said this before, but if you don't have any client history, you haven't worked with any clients before, uh, and so don't have a natural portfolio, Go out and create one. Just create a bunch of stuff so that you can put it in there. Make it visually appealing. It doesn't have to be client work. You're just showing what you are capable of. Next one is co communication. And I break this. I've thought a lot about this. I break this down into three parts. Um, and clients care a lot about communication. It's another one like relevance that if you get it right, you can it can kind of overwhelm and put you over that threshold. So... Uh, there's kind of three things here. So first off, and and this one isn't one that I necessarily, this isn't a should thing. This is just a, this is the reality thing. And that's language. If there's a language barrier there, it makes it difficult to, more difficult to communicate. So, you know, you want to uh, work on that as best you can, if that's a thing. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go as someone who's English speaking, I wouldn't go and try to get work with someone who only speaks Spanish, for example, or only speaks uh, Mandarin Chinese and doesn't, we can't communicate. There's just, <laughs> there's, there's no way around that. So um, again, whatever your situation is, you want to try and work on that the best you can or target people who who speak a similar language to you and, 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 and have them be your clients or whatever you got to do. But it is a thing that's there uh, because it, it can make it more difficult for you to communicate. The other thing is being reliable in your communication, being able to demonstrate that you actually um, are someone who's committed to uh, communicating and is going to very 
very reliably communicate. You can do a lot of that in terms of your bids and how quickly you respond to any questions they might ask you and you know, the way you phrase them and that sort of thing. The other thing is clarity. So being clear in your communication. It's one thing to you know be on the uh, same page language-wise to communicate uh, consistently and reliably, but if when you communicate it's all over the place and it's rambling and this, that, the other, then that's gonna that's going to take away from how much uh, advantage you could get from your communication. The last plus principle then is your first impression. And I'll focus specifically here. There's a couple parts of this. First off, if you're say you're on a, a freelance site like Upwork or whatever, you don't control the way the site looks. So first impression is going to come down to your profile picture and your portfolio. So you want to make sure that those are in line. They're not take, especially your profile picture isn't hurting you in any way. And the more professional looking you can make it, uh, then the better that's going to going to work in your favor. If you're on your own site, then it's the way your site looks and the way it operates that's going to be huge in terms of creating that first impression. So you want to make sure all of that stuff is in line with is going to be helping you to be more of a positive, more of a plus uh, in your favor. So to recap, the the seven plus principles are experience, social proof, track record, relevance, talent, communication, and first impression. And so what you want to do is you want to take those and you want to use them to analyze your Upwork profile, your website, your blog, your YouTube channel, your Twitter, everything that you put out in terms of something a client could see that would uh, allow them to evaluate whether or not they want to hire you. You want to make sure that you're pushing all of these buttons, turning all of these levers into your favor on all of those platforms so they get a consistent message about who you are and it's a positive message that tilts the balance in your favor puts them over the threshold and hopefully helps uh, you to compete and, and and beat other developers that they might be looking at. So that's value theory. That's how to systematically persuade clients uh, to hire you by putting all the positives, the pluses in your favor. So hopefully you enjoyed that. If you liked the episode, be sure to like it. Subscribe if you haven't. If you're on YouTube, make sure you hit the little bell thing so you actually get notified <laughs> of my videos once you subscribe. If you want to see all the past episodes and all the uh, uh, the podcast subscribe links like iTunes and, and uh, Android and RSS, you can go to johnmorrisshow.com. All that stuff's over there. Also, while you're there, hit the, the start here link and I'll walk you through the instructions for rating and reviewing the podcast over on iTunes. And if you do that, I'll give you module one of my PHP course uh, for free for doing that. So I would greatly appreciate that. That would help me out a ton. All right, that'll do it for this episode. Thanks for watching. We'll talk to you next time.